section seven of at the point of the bayonet a tale of the maratha war by g a henty this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. recording by suman barua at the point of the bayonet a tale of the maratha war Chapter 4 A British Resident Part 1 As Harry drew rein at the farm, Soera ran out, followed by her brother and Anandi, with cries of joy at his unexpected return. It was nearly fifteen months since she had last seen him, though he had, when opportunity offered, sent messages to her assuring her that he was well and hoped ere long to be able to come over to see her. "'I should scarce have known you,' she said, "'in those fine clothes of yours. "'You sent word that you were an officer in the Peshwa service, "'but I hardly thought that you could be so much changed. "'You have grown a great deal, "'and are now much taller than Ramdas's sons.' The worthy farmer and Anandi were also delighted to see him. "'How long are you going to stay?' the former asked. "'Only till tomorrow at daybreak. I have to ride forward with all haste to Pune, for I have been on a mission for Nana Furnuis. "'Surely it is not so important that you cannot stay a few hours, Pantoji?' "'It is of importance.' You may have known that Nana has placed Bajirao on the Masnad, and he has installed himself as his minister, thereby defeating the plans of Baloba and Sindhya, who will probably come along here with their whole force in a day or two. Late that evening, when the others had retired to bed, Soera and Harry had a long talk together. Have you thought, Harry? she asked after speaking for some time about his doings and position at court, of joining your people again? There is peace between the Peshwa's court and the English. There is a British resident at Pune, and, as you have now gained a certain rank there, you could go to him with a much better face than if you had come direct from here as a peasant. Then it would probably have been supposed that you were an impostor, that you were English, of course, could be seen by your skin, but it might have been thought that I had adopted some English child, and was now trying to pass it off as the son of an officer. I think, mother, that I had best continue for some time as I am. You see, I have, at present, nothing in common with the English except their blood. Were another war to break out between the Marathas and Bombay, I would at once declare myself to the resident here and go down to Bombay, but even then my position would be a doubtful one, and unless I were to enlist in their army, I do not see how I should maintain myself. Moreover, you must remember that I have now a deep interest in matters here. Nana Furnuis has treated me with much kindness and placed his confidence in me. He has many enemies, as I have told you. 
Scindia is about to advance against Poona, and it is probable that he may succeed in driving Nana into exile, or imprisoning him for life, and establishing Baloba or some other person devoted to his interest as minister, in which case Scindia would be absolutely supreme. Nothing would persuade me to desert Nana, who has for many years alone withstood the ambition of Scindia's party. I do not say for a moment that my aid would be of the slightest use to him, but at any rate, he shall see that I am not ungrateful for his kindness, and will be faithful to him in his misfortunes, as he has been kind to me when in power. That is right, Soyara said. The cause of Nana is the cause of all in this part of the Deccan, for we should be infinitely worse off were Scindia to lay hands on us. But there is an alternative by which you could at once remain faithful to Nana and prepare your way for joining the English when you considered that the time for doing so had arrived. What is that, Soera? You might go to the English resident and tell him who you are and how you have been brought up. Say that, at present, you wish to remain in the service of Nana, who has been a good friend to you, and with whom your sympathies, like those of nearly all the cultivators in the Peshwa's dominions, accord. Say that you hope, when the time comes, to return to your countrymen, and that, in the meantime, you will give him any information in your power as to what is going on, subject only to your friendship for Nana. Thus, by making yourself useful to the resident, you may prepare your way for joining your countrymen and, at the same time, be able to remain with Nana until either he is victorious over his enemies or his cause is really lost. The plan is an excellent one, Harry said and I will certainly adopt it. Undoubtedly the feeling among the English must be in favour of Baji Rao and Nana. As Baji is the son of Rugoba, he is their natural ally. Moreover, they would object most strongly to see Sindhya become master of the whole Maratha power, which he would probably use against them at the first opportunity. It would, as you say, greatly facilitate my obtaining a fair position among the English, and I might also be able to do Nana a service. Of course, I have seen the English resident many times in the streets of Pune, and more than once on special occasions at Madhurao's court. As it is his business to know something of all connected with the palace, it is probable that he may have heard of me. At any rate, it would be easier to explain to him my position than it would be to go down as a stranger to Bombay, where I should be ignorant as to whom I should first approach and how to declare myself, a matter I have very often thought over. The next morning the troops started at daybreak and, riding fast, reached Pune by noon. Harry went at once to report what he had seen to Nana. I received your letter yesterday, the minister said, and the news was indeed bad. Pursuram Bhav has offered to go out to give battle to Sindhya, but my forces would have no chance. Not only is Sindhya's army much larger, 
but he has the infantry regiments commanded by foreign officers and against these my infantry could not prevail it would be madness to risk fighting under such circumstances the wheel may turn and ere long i may be in a position to thwart the schemes of scindia and balova nana had never been conspicuous for personal courage though his moral courage and his ability to meet any storm were unbounded he was now an old man and dreaded the shock of battle when the chances appeared to be so much against him he could not depend upon the support of baji who had already shown himself willing to side with the strongest and to make terms for himself without the slightest regard for those who had befriended him but if your excellency does not think of fighting what course will you pursue i shall leave the country at once he said if i stop here i know that baloba who is my personal enemy will have me put to death i only need time to recover from this sudden misfortune and it would be madness for me to wait here and to fall into the power of my enemies Pursuram Bhau is greatly offended because i will not allow him to fight but i who have for so many years done my best to prevent civil war in this country a war which however it ended would break up the maratha power would not bring its horrors upon pune it is against me that baloba is marching and if i retire bloodshed will be altogether averted will you accompany me pantoji he asked almost wistfully assuredly i will do so sir and i think that i can answer for safda who has i know a great regard for your excellency as to myself i have little hope that i should escape unharmed if baloba arrive here before i leave he detected me even in my disguise in his camp and i had a narrow escape for a party of his cavalry pursued me and would probably have caught me had not safda with his band met me and defeated them with a loss of half their number you may be sure that baloba will learn who was in command and safda's life would be no safer than my own may i ask when your excellencies is going to leave pune scouts were sent out yesterday as soon as your letter was read and directly scindia's army gets in motion i shall receive news when i do i shall leave the horses will be saddled in readiness and i shall be at the edge of the carts by the time scindia arrives here you can tell safda to come at once he knows the disposition of the captains of the various troops and will be able to tell me who can be depended upon safdar was indeed outside the palace having told harry that he would wait until he had learned the result of his interview with nana harry briefly related to him his conversation with the minister i think he is right he said pusurambhau is a stout fighter and is as brave as a lion but scindia's force would be double that which he could gather at such a short notice and nana does right not to risk everything on the chance of a single fight he is a wily old fox and has got safely through dangers which would have crushed an ordinary man 
you will see that before long he will be back again and reinstated in power at any rate i will accompany him after that thrashing we gave baloba's horsemen my head would not be safe here an hour after his arrival on the road harry had informed him of the decision at which he had arrived upon sawara's advice and Sufter agreed that it would certainly be a wise step accordingly when the latter entered the palace harry went straight to the british residency he sent in his native name to mr mallet and asked for an interview and was at once shown in you wish to speak to me sir the resident said in the maratha language i think i have seen you at madhurao's court i have seen your excellency there harry replied in the same language then seeing that the resident spoke the language with difficulty he went on in english it is a matter chiefly personal to myself the resident looked at him in surprise for it was the first time he had heard a Maratha speaking English. I am the son of Major Lindsay, who, with his wife and escort, was murdered by a party of Marathas seventeen years ago, at the time when the English army was advancing against Pune. I was saved by the fidelity of an ayah who had been in the family for ten years. A cousin of hers was fortunately one of the leaders of the party who attacked the camp and with his connivance she carried me off and made her way back to her family near junir she stained my skin as you see and allowed it to be supposed that she had married in bombay and that i was her own child she has brought me up with the intention of my rejoining my countrymen as soon as i became a man for she did not see how until then i could earn my living among strangers she taught me as much she knew of the language and religion of the english and when i was twelve took me down to bombay and left me for some two years and a half in the house of mrs sankey a lady who taught some of the children of officers there when i left bombay i was able to speak english as well as other english boys of my age my nurse had from the earliest time i can remember encouraged me in taking part in all sports and games and when i was but eight a soldier a cousin of hers began to teach me my first exercise in arms i continued to work at this until i went down to bombay and on my return spent all my time for some months in riding and shooting after this i was for a year with a famous shikari and took part in the killing of many tigers and other wild beasts this was fortunate for when through this relation of my nurse i was introduced to nana furnuis and by him to madhu rao the latter was pleased to take a fancy for me and appointed me to the charge of the game preserves at the present moment i have just returned from a mission in disguise to Sindhya's camp. Nana has shown me great kindness. My intention is to remain with him until he has passed through his present difficulties, which are very serious. After that, I hope to be able to go to Bombay and to obtain a commission in the company's service. 
i remember well the circumstances of the murder of major lindsay and his wife for i was in bombay at the time it was a matter of deep regret to us all for he was greatly liked but at the time every one was excited over the infamous treaty of wargum i remember that when a party was sent out on our receiving the news of the attack the bodies of the major and his wife were found as also those of his servants and sowars but it was reported that no trace could be discovered of the infant or of his ayah it was thought possible that they had escaped and hopes were entertained that the woman might have carried off her charge i have no doubt as to the truth of your story is your nurse still alive she is sir as is also the man who assisted her his name is Safdar, and he commands a troop of the peshwa's cavalry both will testify at the right time to the truth of my statement i can the more readily believe it the resident said inasmuch as in spite of your colour i can perceive a certain likeness to major lindsay whom i knew intimately my intention in coming to see you now sir was to offer to furnish any information to you concerning the movements and plans of nana furnuis so far as such information could do him no harm i heard that there had been discussions between nana and pursuram bhau the latter wishing to give battle to scindia but i think that nana is right in refusing to sanction this for from all i hear scindia's army is very much the stronger it is sir and i should say that pursuram's army could hardly be depended upon to fight under such circumstances what is nana going to do he is going to retire as soon as scindia's army is fairly in motion he is in an awkward position mr mallet said but he has reinstated himself several times when it seemed that everything was lost i have great respect for his abilities and he is the only man who can curb the ambition of scindia and his ministers scindia's entire supremacy would be most unwelcome to us for indeed it is only owing to the mutual jealousy of the three great chiefs of the maratha nation that we have gained successes were the whole power in one hand we should certainly lose surat and probably basin and salset and have to fight hard to hold bombay i shall be very glad to receive any reports you can supply me with for it is next to impossible to obtain anything like trustworthy information here we only hear what it is desired that we should know and all these late changes have come as a complete surprise to me for what news i do obtain is more often than not false unfortunately truth is a virtue almost unknown among the marathas they have a perfect genius for intrigue and consider it perfectly justifiable to deceive not only enemies but friends and when do you think of declaring yourself mr lindsay i shall remain with nana so long as there is the slightest chance of his success unless indeed the course of affairs should lead to the english intervening in these troubles then in case they declare against nana i should feel it my duty to leave him at once 
I do not think there is any probability of that. Our policy has been to support him, as the Peshwa's minister, against either Scindia or Holkar. I shall, of course, report your appearance to the authorities at Bombay, and I am sure there will be a disposition to advance your views, for the sake of your father, and moreover, your knowledge of the language of the Marathas, which is of course perfect, or you could not have maintained your deception so long, will of itself be a strong recommendation in your favour. After thanking Mr. Mallet for his kindness, Harry returned to Safda's camp, and gave him an account of his interview with the resident. That is satisfactory indeed, Pantoji. It shows the wisdom of the step you took. Now, as to our affairs here, I have mentioned the names of five captains of troops, all of whom can, I think, be relied upon. However, I am now going out to see them, and have only been waiting for your return. Six hundred men is but a small body, but it is a beginning, and I have no doubt that others will join Nana later on, but I am not sufficiently sure of their sentiments to open the matter to them, and it is essential that no suspicion of Nana's intention to leave the town should get about. There might be a riot in the city, and possibly some of the captains, who have not received the promotion which they regard as their due, might try to gain Sindhya's favour by arresting him. On the following day, a messenger arrived from Nana, requesting Safda to place himself with his troop and such other captains as he could rely upon on the road a mile west of Pune. He himself would leave the town quietly with a small body of his friends and join them there. Safda at once sent off five of his men with orders to the captains whom he had seen on the previous afternoon and within an hour six hundred men were gathered at the point indicated half an hour later a party of horsemen was seen coming along and furnovi soon rode up accompanied by several of his strongest adherents the officers were gathered at the head of their troops nana drawing rein said to them thanks for your fidelity I shall not forget it, and hope, when the time comes, to reward it as it deserves. He motioned to Harry to join him. Scindia's army was to march this morning, he said, and his horsemen will be here by tomorrow evening at latest. End of section 7